Hey y'all, I'm Ryan Devlin and welcome to the Struggle Climbing Show, where I talk with elite climbers about their struggles and breakthroughs in training, nutrition, tactics, and mental game, and also what they're passionate about beyond the fight with gravity. Oh my gosh, how are you guys? It has been a minute since we've talked, wrapped up season one in the spring, um, and man, since then, I've just been out climbing hard, training hard, familying hard getting COVID hard. What have you guys been doing? I hope all of those things, except for maybe the last one. Um, so today it's really just an opportunity for us to check in. I want to tell you about my spring proj and how that went. Maybe you'll have some takeaways. I want to tell you about my summer training or sometimes lack thereof, some struggles, um, some breakthroughs, maybe some things that you might find helpful. And certainly as we look back on season one, using some of those key takeaways to inform how I trained, uh, how I climbed, and how I'm going to get ready for season two, which coincides with the fall, which is nearly upon us. We're now just into Sendtember, which um, here at the Red River Gorge um, is a lie. There's, there is no Sendtember at the Red. It's like 92 degrees and 50% humidity today. I think it should be called Sendvember um, by the time the cool, sticky conditions roll in. It's closer to November. Thanks, climate change. But hey, wherever you're at, I hope the conditions are good or crappy, depending on what you need. I'm going out to the red still and paddling up 80-foot overhung routes on big old jugs and just working up my endurance. And tis the season for that. But before we get into my climbing and training and all of yours, uh, as well as prep you for what is shaping up to be a bonkers season two of the Struggle Climbing Show, I just want to kind of recap a little bit and reflect on season one. First of all, thank you for listening. The feedback that I've gotten from you all, the community has been so positive, just so overwhelming. And I worked incredibly hard on this show in season one. I learned so much. You know, it's hard to kind of blast that new trail through the snow, right? Um, I'm hoping season two will be a little bit a little bit more chill now that the trail exists, but worked really hard on season one, and I'm so proud of how it came together. And so if you're going to have a podcast about training and performance and climbing and mental game, the hope is that you're not just being entertained, but that actually you're, you're going to be able to take something away and implement it into your own training and your own climbing. And I sure as hell was able to do that after that season, and I hope you were too. Um, let's talk about the summer for a second. Let's talk about the spring as well. We wrapped up the season uh, in the spring just as I was working hard on my spring project was this um, 12B at Red River Gorge at the left flank called Mercy the Huff. Um, I want to say it's like 80 or 90 feet. Um, it's got a pretty steady angle to it. I don't know, maybe 20 degrees or something like that. 25 maybe. It's not super steep, but it it isn't vertical, that's for sure. And it just it just puts it on you. That's kind of like three sections, maybe four sections of like V3 or maybe maybe a V4 move in there. Um I'm not a super um powerful climber. My my weakness is is definitely like just general finger strength. Um and so to have those like distinct kind of boulder cruxes in there for me linked together with just like a ton of climbing and no real like amazing rests, 
Um, it was like a, a limit project. My hardest grade climbed is 12C, but, but this um, route, Mercy the Huff, the 12B, was definitely the hardest route I've ever climbed. And there are two rests on it, but the feet are below you. Um, they're not amazing. And um, one of them is like on a really sharp kind of iron oxide ledge that kind of like cuts into your palm a little bit. There, there aren't any of those delicious Red River Gorge like full sit down or crawl inside a Waco rests. These are very active rests on the route. So I really had to learn how to rest on a route, um, which took some time. And then I just had to dial in so much efficiency. And that's one of the things that I took away from Emily Harrington's interview, episode one from the season, and Drew Mack as well. Um, both of them talked a lot about efficiency on easier terrain. And you get that a lot on on these routes at the Red, but, you know, I think everywhere. And it's often, uh, um, I think, common to focus on the crux. Um, it's important to focus on the crux. Often the crux is what stops you. But, you know, as Emily and Drew were saying, and others as well, if you can dial in 5%, 10%, 20% more efficiency on the quote-unquote easier pitches, or in this case, the easier bolts, the easier sections, then you're just going to have that much more gas when you do get to the crux. And for me on Mercy, it was definitely that. Um, when I first started climbing it, everything was hard. Everything was a little awkward and a little messy. And the more time I put in on, on each section and would climb the even the quote unquote easier sections over and over again, I just found way more efficiencies. Was able to be on my feet more and my fingers less. Was able to move off of, you know, junkier holds and onto the bigger holds much quicker. And I think that really made the difference. I did work the crux. There's a kind of a lower crux that's maybe the harder actual move, but then the red point crux is up high. It's probably like 60 feet up and you're pulling over this bulge and everybody kind of does it a different way. But I dialed in my beta with this like interesting drop knee move and kind of a big huck. And I practiced that, you know, enough where I could do it. But <laughs> what ended up unlocking the route for me, for anybody who's been on it, and if you haven't, I highly recommend it. It's so fun. Um, after you pull through that red point crux, you still have another 15 feet or so of climbing to the chains. That's probably like, I don't know, high 10, low 11 climbing. But you are so flamed by the time you get there that you can peel. And in fact, I did that. It was like on my, I want to say like my sixth session out there. Um, I think it went in like eight, seven or eight sessions. Um, which was the most I've ever projected. But like on my sixth one out there, I actually pulled through the red point crux, felt good, got a shake, and then started up into that final little go to the chains and just grabbed a hold weird and my forearms were screaming and I just like kind of did a slow motion barn door peel, heartbreaking fall from the top. My belayer was like, no. And then I came back a couple sessions in a row after that and then didn't even make it to that high point because spring break had happened in between and I drank too many beers and had too much fun with my family in Florida. And, you know, you know the, how that goes. Anyway, I digress. When I did go back and I finally got some fitness and, and found like a cool day, when I hung the draws, I, I worked that top section and I found a new way of doing it. I mean, I had done that route, I don't know, probably... 10 attempts up to that point, 15 attempts, I have no idea, and thought that I had had that section dialed. And I found a totally new way of going from that red point crux to the chains. And that was something that Eric Hurst talked a lot about 
in his masterclass on tactics, which was maybe not assuming that the first way you do it or the second way you do it is the right way. Certainly not off of a hang, you know, where you feel like you've got it. And that's what happened to me is like, I kind of had dialed in this beta early off the hang, thought it was right. And then when I got up there on point, I couldn't do it. I didn't have the gas. There was one big move. It seemed like it was going to be the easiest way to do it. it certainly would have been if I was fresh, um, like kind of one big move off of a side pull. And I just didn't have the gas. So when I went back, I ended up adding moves. And Kevin Jorgensen talked a lot about doing this on pitch 15 as well. When he couldn't send on the Dawn wall with the beta that he had figured out, he, he went to new beta kind of new old beta where he added moves. In fact, it was like planned inefficiency. And that's what I did. I added moves. And even though they were, it was more moves, it was less big moves. And it changed it enough in my head and it changed it enough in my body that the I lowered down, I probably took a half hour rest and I just fired, I just straight to the chains and felt so good that I came down, rested for probably another 45 minutes and then fired it again. And I actually, I, I popped right before the chains because I was laughing so hard that I was still hanging on to the wall, like impossibly that like, I kind of laughed myself off Mercy the Huff. And so, you know, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know why I'm talking so much about this, but like, I was so psyched. Um, wasn't the hardest grade climb, but it was the hardest route climbed and just was really, really proud of it and used a lot of what I learned in season one from what these elite climbers and coaches were talking about. And I put that into my, my training, um, as well as my, my tactics and certainly the mental game aspect. Um, nutrition, nutrition was pretty dialed except for that little stint in spring break where I just had maybe a little bit too much fun. So when I got home, I just started eating good food again, started eating a lot of carrots like Alex Magos. And, um, of course I had my gummy nerds for the send go when I was out there, um, which Caitlin approves of, of course. So yeah, anyway, I was really proud of that. It was a heck of a good spring. And um, I think I climbed a bunch of other stuff too. But like, you know, just like training stuff, moderate stuff, didn't get on any other big projects. And then the summer has just been a summer, you know, busy stuff with the family. And so I've really focused on training. And I guess if I would say there's one struggle to the summer, aside from getting the big ick and just like the insanity that is a summer, if you're a parent of a kid who's not in school, is kind of this concept of being okay to not be at peak, essentially being okay to lose some power, lose some strength, lose some endurance. And that's always been hard for me. Um, I think that's hard for a lot of climbers where you just maybe kind of want to constantly be progressing. You kind of, you, you want that hockey stick or at least that, that steady line going up from lower left to upper right in your mental graph of progress. And you know, time and again, of course, we hear climbers say that climbing just isn't that. You need to be able to peak and then you need to be able to rest and train and let some of your strengths come off of peak so you can work on weaknesses and then get ready to peak again. And that's always just kind of been hard for me because I measure myself maybe on my hangboard at home or just, I don't know, benchmark problems on the moon board, which I'm absolute shit at. Um, I, like I have a hard time doing benchmark V4s on that, but you know, whether it's those or just like boulder problems at the gym, um, I have a hard time like feeling like, oh, I just climbed the hardest route I've ever climbed, but why can't I do this V4 on the moon board? 
And I think we just kind of have to give ourselves a break. There's going to be on seasons and off seasons and, you know, let's cut ourselves some slack. So I have tried to do that and um, have just been focusing on my training. So I'm into my third now um, program with Lattice. Big fan of Lattice. It just, you know, sends it right to my phone. It takes the guesswork out of it. Um, and I'm actually doing now, like, so that was a couple months ago. I'm now also doing a Red River pump prep program through Power Company with Drew Mack. Our buddy Drew Mack from season one, um, getting ready for the red. And so I'm kind of combining now. I'm, I'm, there's another thing I've been working on, which is like, let's not be like too dogmatic about training. You know, sometimes you just need to figure out what works for you. And so I'm kind of combining some stuff from Lattice and combining some stuff from this Power Company program and just fitting it into my schedule. And um, I'm really digging it. I'm definitely feeling like focused now, kind of let some things go over the summer and I'm getting hyped. So the goal for the fall is a 13A, maybe Easy Rider, maybe Taste the Rainbow, maybe Convicted. I don't know. I haven't gotten on any of them yet because it just seems too hot and gross. And I feel like if I get on one of those routes right now, it'll feel impossible and I'll get discouraged. Um, that's kind of the stretch goal. I mean, my highest grade climbed is 12C and it's one 12C and I think it's considered the softest 12C at the red. It's called Mosaic. It's friggin' awesome. But, you know, like I'm pushing myself really hard and why not? Why not just um, do that? Because if you fall short, at least you have fun and you get better. And and so I also have identified some 12Ds um, and some more 12Cs and 12Bs. So really just kind of trying to work through the mid-12s and maybe push myself into a 13 um, if the stars align. And if they don't, I don't think they're going anywhere. All right, little uh, little drum break there so I could take a breath. What were we talking about? Season two. Oh my gosh. So season two is going to be the same format as season one, y'all. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. We're going to have the best climbers in the world across all disciplines from comp to boulder to sport to big wall talking about where they've struggled in their training, nutrition, tactics, and mental game, and what it taught them. So we've got another banger lineup. Um, I will be revealing all of that on Instagram, but there's going to be some names that you recognize. People like um, Allison and Tommy and Jonathan. And, you know, I've already said too much. I've said too much. I won't say more. Just pay attention to the grams. And the episodes will be coming out really soon. But rest assured, it is going to be another nutrient-dense season of struggles and breakthroughs and inspiring purpose and um, insights that we can take into our climbing. We're also going to have another incredible round of expert coaches looking back on the season to help us distill it all down and implement it into our own climbing. How about some bonus content? Bonus content? Yes, bonus content. Now, guys, I'm, I've been trying my best over here. I've got two jobs and two kids. So it's hard to sit in the pod closet for as long as I um, would like to. But I'm, I'm pulling together some pretty banger stuff for season two here. First off, we're going to be launching bonus episodes that are available to everybody featuring some heroes of mine in the podcast climbing world. Yeah, we're going to be turning the microphone on our friends, uh, Chris Hampton and Stephen Dimmitt and Eric Hurst and Chris Caloose. We're getting some interviews that are, um, I think, entertaining, insightful, and also really relatable as we talk to some of the voices that you all have had in your earballs for many, many years 
for some of them and um, get to hear where they've been struggling in their training and performance and what it's taught them. We'll also, of course, talk about their fantastic shows that I think we all listen to and all really enjoy. So those will be peppered in throughout the fall season here. And I'm also really psyched to announce that we're going to be releasing at least once a month a pro clinic episode. Now, pro clinics are featuring some of the best climbers in the world, names that you're going to recognize from season one and season two and future guests, where they're going to be joining the struggle to look at an area that they have a absolute command of, an expertise in, and they're going to break it down for us. It's straight up a clinic where they're going to look at uh, where common pitfalls happen in this area and then break it down for beginners, intermediate, advanced, and elite climbers, things that we can do to level up in that area. Case in point, let me talk about Drew Mack. All right, buddy Drew just um, did a pro clinic on endurance. Perfect timing. We're coming into a season where we're going to want to build some endurance. So he's going to talk about what endurance has meant to him. I mean, he's just the the friggin' master at it. And then he breaks it down for us. What can we, if we're a beginner, intermediate, advanced, or elite climber, do to help level up? And no matter what grade you're climbing, you're going to have huge takeaways from each of those. Um, you know, we had Favia Dubek talking about core strength, Jordan Cannon talking about multi-pitch and big wall tactics. So the, the, the lineup that we have, these pro climbers are just bringing the goods Y'all, and not only so that we can just level up in our climbing, which of course we all want to do, but just to have some more fun as well. So I know you're going to love these pro clinics. Keep your ear out for them dropping super soon. All right. I think I probably um, talked into your earballs enough here. I hope you're um, really psyched for what's to come on season two. I am incredibly grateful for you. Have I said that? I'm saying it again. I am incredibly grateful for you. Thank you for being a part of this. Um, just the rock climbing community is just the coolest. And I'm, I'm proud to be contributing in a small way that I am. And I'm really grateful that you're a part of it. So the last thing I'll say here, y'all, is that this show, and let's be honest, this is probably not the last thing that I'm going to say. I'll probably say a few more things. Thanks for sticking with me. One of the things that I do want to highlight right now is that this show has just been a huge labor of love. Um, it's been a ton of work and I've kind of been doing it more or less in a little bit of a, a podcast closet vacuum. And so I'm so proud and excited to say that uh, as we enter into season two, the Struggle Climbing Show is joining the Plugtone Audio Collective, which is a diverse group of the best, most impactful podcasts in the outdoor industry. Um, you all have probably heard Chris Hampton uh, talk about this. Of course, all of the power company content is anchored as part of Plugtone, but there's also just a ton of other shows out there. I have been binging again, The American Climbing Project. It's so funny. It's so insightful. It's so well done. And there are a bunch of other shows. You pop over to PlugtoneAudio.com. You can take a look at um, the incredible content creators that are on there and um, really interesting stuff. So you'll hear more about that. And I'm super psyched to share that the struggle is carbon neutral yet again into season two through a partnership with the Honold Foundation, whose mission is to promote solar energy for a more equitable world. 
Have you seen the film that they put together called Keep the Lights On that focuses on Memphis Rocks and the work that Honnold Foundation is doing? Of course, Alex Honnold's also in the video. He talked a little bit about that when he was a guest on The Struggle in season one. So um, if you want, pop back. It's the last chapter where we talk about purpose. Um, not only does he dive into the Honnold Foundation, but also specifically Memphis Rocks and the importance of bringing solar to that community and specifically that business that's serving the community. Um, or don't listen to that episode of The Struggle. Go watch Keep the Lights On, which is super well done, highly entertaining, and just packed with, I think, really insightful and important content. So thanks to the Honnold Foundation. And then, of course, shout out to our sponsors as we head into season two. It um, is really what helps this show to happen, along with, of course, your all's support um, as patrons. And by the way, thank you, patrons. Uh, we've got some cool swag coming your way and some cool bonus content. So thank you, patrons. And also thank you to our sponsors coming into season two. Oh my gosh, really excited to work with these brands. I will promise you that I will do my best to keep the ad reads short and entertaining and relevant. I'm only working with brands that I personally believe in can get behind. Fizzy Vantage, the official climbing nutrition sponsor of The Struggle is back. You know I love me some Fizzy Vantage. We're also going to be talking about some new products that are coming out. Um, Friction Labs is also back for season two. The stickiest, best stuff. And again, also going to be talking about some super top secret products that they're coming out with. And then um, really, really excited to welcome a new sponsor in season two, Petzl. What? Have you guys heard of Petzl? Yeah, that Petzl coming in hot and um, just so thrilled. I love Petzl. I use Petzl. My kids use Petzl. See, that's how much I love Petzl is my kids' lives depend on the gear that they wear when we go out rock climbing and Petzl gets it done. So anyway, thank you all for supporting the struggle, but also supporting the sponsors who support the struggle. It's just so much support. All the support, y'all. And with that, I think I'll wrap up what was supposed to be a five minute. Just check in, say hi, let you know I love you and give you a tease about season two. Um, and now we're coming up on like 25 minutes. So, you know, don't worry. When we get into season two, I'll actually probably edit and I don't know, do my job. I'll just, I'll try to do my job in season two instead of what I'm doing right now, <laughs> which is a slow motion train wreck. You guys, please drop me a line on Instagram at the struggle climbing show and just let me know what you're up to. I'm lonely in my closet here. Let me know how you're training. Let me know what you took away from season one and let me know what you would be psyched to hear in season two, whether that's guests or uh, pro clinic topics or anything else. Um, if you just want to chat, hit me up and thank you again for supporting the show. Let's climb hard and do good things in the world.